Yeah, guys, I know we keep singing this verse and this chorus over and over. But it's when the storms come that we need to sing. It's when our faith is tested that we need to choose to believe. It's when everyone feels like they're turning against us. That's when we experience and become to believe and trust that the Father stands with us. And I just feel like there's circumstances. I know there's circumstances in my life. There's circumstances in our lives. And can we just declare this chorus one more time? That he is good, and not just the O at the end, but let's add the always at the end. Because no matter what we go through, he is good. When the bad things happen, when people leave this earth, when things happen that I can't explain, and my mind says, if God is a good God, why would he let this happen? And that's when I need to look at the character and the heart of my father and say, when there's darkness around me, I know that he is good. When everything feels like it's falling apart, I know that he is good. I know that he is a God full of love. And, if, and, and he is for me and he fights for us every single day. For, his, for, if, for if he is with us, what could be against us? Because we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ.
Jesus. Cause you are good, you're good, always. You are good, you're good. good all the time, that you're faithful all the time, that you're loving all the time, oh, even when the storm rages, even when we are attacked, you're good, you're good all the time, and all the time you are good, you are whole, you are mighty, every single take a moment and just like just have a moment of just quiet I feel like the Lord's going to start speaking to your hearts for some of you that maybe this is your first time coming out here and seeing what a life's about what Jesus is about you know it can be kind of be kind of scary but I just want to take a moment and just rest in the Lord's presence and I see that he's just going to start depositing dreams and hopes and life back into your hearts so we're just going to play some, some keys just for a second. I just want to rest on the Lord and wait on him and see what he does. So I get this picture 
There's a story in this, this book that we love called the Bible. And uh, it's a story of two brothers. And uh, the younger brother asked his father for an inheritance. And because his father loved him, even though he knew his son wasn't ready for it, he gave it to him. And he went and he spent it and he got hurt and he hurt others. And he was so low and he lost hope. He was living with the pigs, eating what they ate because he had nowhere else to go. And suddenly something came in his heart and said, you know what? It's time to go home. And guys, I just see this picture of this ragged, beat up son that is disappointed and he felt like he failed his father and all of his friends and his hopes and his dreams that he thought would come true didn't. And he's walking home. Not, maybe even not wondering if this, his father would even accept him. Wondering if his father would yell at him and point a finger of judgment and condemnation and say, how would you ruin the inheritance that I worked so long to give you? But the father responds by running to his son. By running to his son with open arms and welcoming his son home. He threw the biggest party that they ever had. And the older brother couldn't understand, Dad, why wouldn't you, why, why would you throw a party for a son that mocked you and disappointed you and failed you? And he looked in his older brother's eyes, his older son's eyes, and said, My son, don't you realize your brother was once lost? He was once gone, but now he's found. And he has returned home. And guys, I just feel like if you're anything like me, uh, life can be hard. And uh, we have ups and we have downs and we have trials and we have storms. But you know, there's a thing that's spoken over this ministry that it's not really supposed to be a ministry. It's supposed to be a family. And I know a lot of you are here for the first time from other ministries and you're in this family too. And because we're family in Christ, and he's the one that holds us together, that connects us together, that gives us hope. When one of us can't believe, we look in each other in the eye and you say, you know what, I'm going to believe for you. When one of us fails each other or disappoints each other, we choose to love them, forgive them, and say, you know what, we're family. And family sticks together no matter what. And I, I feel like tonight the Father wants you to know that he hasn't given up on you just like he hasn't given up on me. And that he doesn't meet us with a finger in our face saying you need to change or you need to do this or this or this. But he runs after us. He runs up to us and gives us the biggest hug and says, my daughter, my son, welcome home. And I, you know, I didn't plan to say any of this. We're looking through this series called Why Do We Believe? And uh, the message that I feel like the Lord put on my heart was saying, he said, God, Orion, I want to I restore people's dreams. I want to restore people's hopes. I want to restore people's destinies because there's dreams that I've put in their hearts and their lives and things have happened and they've, they've doubted and they've, they've lost 
hope that that could happen. And above that, I feel like in this moment, the Father wants to restore the truth and the love that he is good. And that he is good and that he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. And guys, I know it is hard to believe sometimes. It's hard to believe when we think he has spoken things. It's hard to believe when we pray for miracles and we don't see them happen with our eyes. It's hard to believe sometimes that God is always there. But I look at the sky right now and I don't see many stars out. But yet they are there. They're always there. They're there when the daylight's shining. The wind is always there, even though I can't see it. And God begins to move and restore hope in a way that only he can. There's a story in, in scripture where Jesus, after he ra- rose from the dead, he comes back and to some of his own disciples, they're on a walk. They're on a road called Emmaus. And they're talking, and and if you can imagine maybe how they felt, they felt disappointed alone that Jesus was supposed to come back and restore the kingdom, that they were going to be at his right-hand side, and where did he go? And this man comes, and he sounds familiar, and he talks familiar, but they couldn't recognize his face. And afterwards, they realized that it was Jesus. And they said, even though we didn't see him or recognize him with our eyes, did not our hearts burn within us? Did not our hearts burn within us, recognizing his love and his gentleness and his goodness? That we rec- they recognized his character and his heart, even though when their eyes couldn't recognize who he was. In John 21, uh, as we finish off this series in the semester of why do we believe, there's another story that I love so much. And to give you some context, Peter was one of the disciples. He was Jesus' right-hand man. Jesus even said, Peter, the church will be started on you. Peter said, Jesus, I will, Lord, I will always be with you. I will never forsake you. I will die on a cross with you. But yet, when push came to shove, and I'm not saying I wouldn't have done anything different, when fear comes and hardship comes, Peter denied Jesus. Not once, not twice, but three times. So in John 21, we pick up at this story, and you could imagine maybe, if you've ever disappointed someone, if you've ever let someone down, Put yourself in Peter's shoes in that moment. You were supposed to be the one person that would never leave or forsake Jesus. You promised, I will always be with you. But yet, when the storm came, you let him down. So what do you do? You go back to the only thing you know. You go back to the only way you know how to cope with the pain and the hurt and the heart loss and the disappointment you feel within. He goes back to fishing, and he's with the disciples, and he's, if you ever tried to do something on your own, you're working at it, you're working at it, you're working at it, you're trying to do it, but just, you keep hitting a wall, you keep hitting an obstacle, you keep hitting a closed door. And suddenly this guy appears from shore, and again, they couldn't recognize him with their faces, but he says, cast your net on the other side of the boat. 
and they're probably like, who is this guy telling us how to do our job? Like, we grew up fishermen. Like, this is not, Peter's probably like, this is not the day to mess with me. So he's like, what the heck? I'm hungry. I want some fish. He didn't really say that. I'm adding that. Um, you can read the story for yourself. Um, he throws the net on the other side of the boat, and they haul in 155 fish, so many that the net couldn't even barely hold them. But they did. And then it says in the story that the one who loved Jesus recognized him. And again, imagine if you were Peter. He says, Peter, look, it's Jesus. And I love this part so much. Peter was so filled with an excitement and a joy that he literally leaped into the water with his clothes on and swam to Jesus. And have you ever failed at something or, or not even failed or, or something's been taken away from you, but then you get a second chance? Maybe imagine what, G, what Peter felt in that moment. Maybe he was scared. I mean, he had days, hours to, to, to think about how he let the one he loved the most down. I know I've been there. I've let him down. But he swims to Jesus. And again, Jesus doesn't meet him with a finger in his face and said, you promised that you would never leave me, Peter. You were supposed to be my rock. You were supposed to be my best friend. But he meets him by saying, hey, let's put that fish on the fire. Let's have a meal together. Let's talk. And then he says something so amazing here. This is where we're going to land. He says, Peter, do you love me more than these? He says, Lord, I know you know I love you. He says, feed my sheep. Again, he says, Peter, do you love me more than these? Lord, you know I love you. Lead my sheep. And then again, Peter, do you love me more than these? And at this point, Peter started to get a little defensive and say, Jesus, you know I love you. And maybe what you're thinking is, I, I know I failed you, but I love you. I love you. Did you just see I jumped in the water with all my clothes on? I love you, Jesus. He didn't say that. I'm trying to be funny. Um, but guys, in a moment when you feel like you failed the one you love the most, in a moment when you feel like you wouldn't have a second chance, Jesus shows up. And he doesn't point a finger in your face, but he comes with love. And guys, I, am, I believe with all my heart that he didn't ask Peter those questions because Jesus needed to hear it. It says in the word that the Lord knows our hearts, that he does not look at the outer appearance of a person, but he looks at the heart. He didn't ask Peter that because he needed to be reminded or, or he wanted to hear Peter beg and tell him that he loves him. I think he asked Peter that because he wanted Peter to hear that he loved him. He wanted Peter to be restored, that he denied him three times, and he invited him back into the invitation three times. And he said, even though 
you made a mistake, that does not define you because I define you. And a true friend and a true family member don't give up on each other. And I believe Jesus in this moment, family, showed us what true friendship and family is. That we love because he first loved us. And that's not a, a, just a past one-time thing. We love because he still loves us. And guys, it's when the storms come. It's when the trials come. It's when we don't see the miracle with our eyes. That's when our faith is tested. When everyone feels like they turn away and we can't believe. And we have family that looks into our eyes and says, you know what, Rye? I believe, I'm going to believe for you until you can believe again. That's what family is about. You know, my, uh, yeah, they're going to hate me for doing this, but Jem and Aunt Don, can you come up here real quick? I've been, this is my Aunt Dawn. Isn't she beautiful? She's awesome. She's, um, my dad and mom had me at a young age, and we kind of grew up together, and she's, uh, she's uh, an older sister and a best friend to me, and I've been begging her to come all year. I'm like, hey, you're going to preach one day. She's like, no, I'm not, um, but she will one day, <laughs> and um, this is, this is my, I can't put my arms around both of you, but um, this is my gem. And uh, she's my grandma, and I remember one time, and I'm bringing them up because, you know, we all have hard, hard stuff happen in life. And, uh, you know, as a child, uh, just having a hard time, and there wasn't a lot of people in my corner, and, which these, both of these women were. And I remember one time, Jem looked me in the eye at maybe eight, seven years old, and she said, you know what, Rye, one day you're going to be something great you're going to look back at everyone who doubted you and didn't think you could do it. And you're going to say, look what I've done with my life. And as a seven-year-old, I remember I said, no, I won't. I'm going to look back at everyone and say, I did it with my gem. <laughs> and I say that and I bring them up because we all need family. Ryan Otto wouldn't have made it very far in life without Jem and, and Donnie. And, uh, Guys, I know a lot of you are, are new here, or, or maybe this is your first time, but there's something that, with us being on the quad, this is starting something. And in each and every one of you, you are lights, and wherever you go, he goes. So I'm going to ask Daniel to, to play the song, Miracles. And guys, I just want to say, I know it's hard to believe sometimes. But I love the story so much that when Jesus, he's, he's in the village and a guy comes to him and he says, will you please heal my daughter? And he's on the way to heal his daughter and he doesn't make it there in time and the servant comes and says, she's already dead. And he's freaking out and he's mad and he's sad, but Jesus looks him in the eye and says, believe. And he says, Lord, I do believe, but help my unbelief. So I'm gonna ask, as Daniel just leads us into this song, Will you take a step of faith and will you pray with someone right next to you, maybe even preferably if you don't know them, and just partner with your faith, even if it's a mustard seed, and say, you know what, we're going to not only pray for each other, but for this campus. 
And we're going to believe that we're not going to fix our eyes on the things seen, but the things unseen. That this campus will be different from this day because we are going to be different from this day. And when you walk on this campus every single day you go to class, next year and the years to come, you're going to remember this moment. And next year, in this time, there's going to be 200, more hundred people here because of you. Because you've believed and you've been a vessel of hope and love in their lives. This isn't about a live, guys. This isn't about the Vineyard Church, guys. This is about Jesus Christ. And church is a family that we link arms and that we believe in each other and we're there for each other. I can call either of them at any time. And I know they have my back. I was just had this weird thought, and I don't want this to happen. Please, Lord, never let this happen. And I was like, what if I got sent to jail for something, like something big? And, and I was like, I was like, who, I was thinking about my friends. I'm not coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> That's on you, Jimmy. <laughs> David would come and get me. So would Brett. But I was thinking out of my friend group, you know, and I was like, what friends would turn their back on me? And I was like, what if I was sent to jail for, for something that I didn't do? Who would be there? I thought of my aunt, and I thought of my Uncle Rich. I thought of my little cousins, even they would be there no matter what, cowbunga dude. <laughs> thought of my jam, I thought of, I thought of some of my friends that I know are always have my back. So guys, let's be a church that's a family that always has each other's back. Will you take a risk and we pray with someone next to you?
Lord, we just um, we just come to you tonight as a family. Lord, as Ryan was speaking, I, I felt like there were people out there that were saying, but I don't have an Aunt Dawn. I don't have a gem. I don't have cousins. I don't have anyone. And you guys, that is from Satan. You have each other, and you have him. So, Lord, I just, um, I just ask right now for your love to fall on each one of these students. Lord, I just ask that their love will grow deeper and deeper with each other and with you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this community. We thank you for the impact that they're going to have. And Lord, we just lift them up to you in Jesus' name. You have them. They have each other, and they are family, and they are alive in you. Lord, may they never give up. May, may they know that you're with them through the storm. May they always remember this moment, this moment in time, the way they feel, the closest they feel to you. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. We thank you for the gift you've given us, the gift of eternal life, of friendship and family. Thank you, Jesus. That was my one time speaking at a live. Could give Aunt Donnie a round of applause. <laughs> Guys, let's partner with Daniel and say, We believe. We believe, Lord, but help our unbelief.
get over this campus. And I never ever have to be afraid. Your love remains. Your love remains. Let's sing on and on. And on and on and on and on it goes. Overwhelms. And it overwhelms and satisfies my And I never have to be afraid. And I never ever have to be afraid. For your love remains. Your love remains. Only your love. So, Ryan. saying a quick prayer before he asked me to come up I just really had just a quick reflection of the the whole year uh, for myself and being involved with Alive um, earlier in the year I shared my testimony at an encounter night um, and me personally I wouldn't be here without Ryan Otto uh, I wouldn't have grown as much in my faith without Ryan Otto uh, I would never have a family like I have now without Ryan all because I met him at a first first I met him randomly at a concert in St. Louis and then second I met him at, a, at the Red Lion when he was praying for people um, so on my birthday and um, I, I was yeah I met him there and he prayed for me <laughs> um, and so then now throughout that whole process that I thought I'd never find at the University of Illinois, the number one party school. I wasn't planning on finding a ministry and finding family that were pursuing the Lord like I've found this year. So I just want to say thanks to Ryan right now because I know that the work that he's doing in this ministry has not only personally affected me, but it's, it's really affected a lot of people's lives.
felt like I was just supposed to go into that because so many of us, including myself, just have this hard time looking at the good, good father, looking at God as our father. And I believe just some of us needed to say that and sing that over ourselves. But you know what? This campus, this world really has trouble seeing God as good. There's a lot of just contradictory things that happen that God gets blamed for it, all kinds of stuff. But I want us not only to sing this over ourselves, but just over this campus. That's why we're here. We're here to show that we have a good, good Father. It's just who He is. That's the simple truth. That's the simple gospel. Jesus came to prove that. So Lord, we're going to declare this. And I know we're sowing seeds of reality and truth of who you are but not just who you are, but who we are. So let's sing this. You're good, good Father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. Sing it again. You're good,
Thank you that you make us brave, God. Thank you that it is not our strength, but yours. Guys, five years ago, um, I, was, I, was, I was deciding what college to go to, and the Lord gave me a dream at night. He gave me a dream at night. And the dream, in the dream, I was standing right here, actually. I was standing looking out on the quad. And the quad was packed, like think of quad day, packed with people. But instead of looking at booths or looking at whatever, everybody was facing this way. And we were worshiping together. And we were singing that song with everything. And in that moment, I could feel it, that everybody was putting everything they had on the line. They were saying, God, with everything, I'm going to live for you. With everything, I will follow you. And as I looked out, I saw people getting lit on fire. And they would touch the people around them, and this fire spread. And in that moment, I woke up, and I heard the Father saying, Revival is coming to U of I's campus. I'm going to say that again because you guys were not excited about that. Revival is coming to U of I's campus. And the Lord said, dream about what that can look like. What does it look like for a campus to be in revival? What does it look like in your life? 
What does that mean when you go to classes and you talk to people? What does it mean for your daily life? What does it mean to live in a place knowing you are so loved? The Father laid out everything for you. So now it's time for us to lay everything out for him. And this stirred something in me, this stirred a passion in me to see, to see that come to this campus. So I got here, freshman, started coming, went to the vineyard, started joining alive, being a part of this. And every year we would never do this. We never worshiped on the quad, every year. All right, sophomore year, we're going to do it. We couldn't do it. We did awesome things. We did amazing things on this campus, but we never worshiped on the quad. I already graduated. But the Father is so faithful. If he's put a promise on you, if he's given a promise to your heart, he always fulfills it. And I stuck around. I got offered a job. I I did all these things. And now here I am. And the Father is showing me worship on the quad. Guys, you were the dream that I had. And the Father is starting something right now. He's starting something on this campus. And it doesn't matter what ministry you're a part of. It doesn't matter what whatever. We're all here because we love Jesus. And we are thankful for what he's done for us. And it is our job to spread that on this campus, whatever that looks like for you. So, guys, we're going to go back into this. And I ask, maybe selfishly, I don't know. But I ask that you guys really lay it on the line right now. Like, are you saying to God, with everything, I will live for you. With everything, I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. I give my dreams to you. Because he, he has wild, unimaginable dreams for us. And when he speaks something, his word does not come back void. And this, this is a promise fulfilled for me. What's the promise in your life that God needs to fulfill? And I ask that in this moment you lay that out for him and say, God, I'm giving you everything. I'm running after this with everything I have. So Holy Spirit, I ask you would come right now. I ask you would come like never before, God. I thank you for this campus. I thank you that it is yours. Father, I thank you for every person on here that you love them and that you died for them. God, I thank you that we can live with a love inside of us that rages, a love that surpasses all circumstances, God. I thank you that you make us brave. God, and with everything we stand here, and we give you everything, God. With everything, we will shout out your name. With everything, God, we lay it out on the line.
So uh, as we end, we're going to end with one more song. And I don't know about you, but there's no party like a Holy Ghost party. And, uh, you know, I used to think that, you know, drinking certain things would make me happy and free. But uh, when the Spirit of the Lord comes, there's freedom. And, guys, I don't know about you, but I know when we enter heaven one day, I think there's going to be a little bit of a party. And uh, I don't know about you, but... When I go to a wedding now, I don't need to drink to dance because I got the best, best power in me called Holy Spirit. So uh, as we end, let's celebrate and dance and declare what the Lord has done in this campus and in our lives because we go from glory to glory. And Kyle Howard is up here with us in the moment. So let's do this.
So I've said this before, but uh, this man up here, Daniel Goulet, uh, he was a college pastor with his five, six years ago, and then him and his wife did it together. And you know, he's a he does so much for our church. He's a lead worship pastor. He he puts on a conference, and he's he's honestly been like an older brother to me. And uh, he comes out here every night just because he wants to on Tuesday nights, even when he's not playing because he believes in the heartbeat of this ministry and on this campus. So Daniel is an older brother who has been so faithful to the call. Would you just bless us and pray over us as we close out the night? Get a 
Hey guys, can you just link arms together and kind of make a big circle? If we can. Or like not as, you know, still facing the stage. Yeah, like just, yeah. There you go. Yeah. This works. Get out in front of that speaker. Jesus. Jesus, we want to go where you go. We want to flow where you flow. We want to be who you've called us to be. Jesus, I thank you that before the foundation of the world, you knew each one that was standing right here. And you knew that there would be a time that they would come to this campus and that they would be standing right on this ground. And right now under their feet, you're saying, this is my holy ground. This is my territory. And I've commissioned each one of you to take back what the enemy has stolen. What the enemy has tried to steal, kill, and destroy. What he's trying to take away lives. You're going to restore. Lord, I thank you that we're not just looking for a good feeling. We're not even just looking for revival, Lord. We're looking for restoration. We're looking for what did you think of when you thought of this campus? What did you think of? What was your original design for this establishment, Lord? God, I just released dreams and visions now, Lord. Thank you that we don't have to do this on our own. We don't have to come up with our own ideas, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is going to release them. So right now, I just release just gifts and dreams and visions and the passion, Lord, just like when these, those amazing disciples were walking with you and your heart just burned, their hearts just burned, Lord. I just pray right now, I just can, I see little burning coals just starting to ignite, and as you linked arms, like that coal is, is no longer uh, just this little coal, but it's becoming a fire, and it's this family together that becomes the huge fire. It's no longer little coals all spread out, but it's a huge fire, and so Lord, I bless the fire right now brewing, and I say increase, and if there's anything I could pray for you, it would be hunger, the hunger for more. More than even revelation, I pray the hunger for the revelation, the hunger for your presence would increase in this place, in every single person. And Lord, I know that there are passions and desires that you place in each one. And God, I just bless them and I say just rise up. And I thank you, Lord, that this campus is yours. And not as, as dominion, Lord, but it, just for love to call people back to their Father. 
their good, good father. So Lord, I just bless this time and I just thank you that you never give up, that you never run out. Lord, in every promise, you're going to follow through with. Yeah, so as, as we end the night, I know the Lord keeps giving me stuff. But hey, we don't, we're not going to be kicked out of the Y because we're outside. What, what? So since we're already kind of in a somewhat of a circle. So every uh, time the leaders and Joshua group and people, we pray. And we always break it out uh, because the football player in me. And, uh, but we break it out by yelling family on three. And I know uh, a lot of us are going to go our separate ways this summer. But I want you guys to know that we're a family, and family always has each other's back. So I know there's a lot of us, but I'm going to ask us to come together, and we're going to break it out as family. Yeah. Someone get a video of this because it's going to be sweet. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, guys. Let's declare it like we mean it. Declare it like we mean it. Family on three. Family on three. One.